0: Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Melissa Colt. She's a physician, integrative wellness specialist, transformative coach, and mother of five. She graduated from the Medical College of Wisconsin in 1997, is board certified in internal medicine, pediatrics, and lipidology. Her peers voted her uh, one of the nation's best doctors in 2009, and she's maintained that ranking since. And her uh, love of learning didn't stop there because she, her own personal struggles and experience with trauma started her on a path of holistic and integrative healing modalities. She became an esogenetic color puncture certified practitioner, a Reiki master teacher, and transformative coach. She has so much to share with us, and I just, I'm really excited to introduce you to, to her because. First of all, um, not only is she just doing so much for so many, uh, but she got caught in that super mom, wonder woman trap, doing everything for everyone, being everything for everyone all the time. It's not without a price. I can't wait for you to meet her as she shares some amazing lessons in staying in integrity and honoring your truth. Here she is. I am so excited to share with you, Dr. Melissa Cult today, uh, and she just has the most incredible background and expertise and experience. And just honored to uh, to just have her here with us today. So, hi, hi, thanks, Debbie. Welcome, welcome. So, I, I want to jump right in with the topic of the calm before the storm. How can how do you resonate with that? How do you how does that relate to you?
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, for me, when I look back on my own experience of betrayal in my life, I remember at the time being in the complete chaos and the, the, you know, feeling like a victim in that moment. But when I look back on it now, there was a period, this so-called, what I refer to as the calm before the storm, Where things were really brewing, where things were not right, where I was mm, walking on eggshells or not saying things to avoid rocking the boat or, you know, not speaking, not speaking my truth, not um, being in full integrity with myself and what I needed. And I think that it's really important to bring awareness when we're doing that. Because I think that um, that's the first key point where where we have an opportunity to change the course of um, sort of how things play out. In my case, with regard
0: to betrayal. Mm-hmm. So, so when you say you know when you're talking about just sort of to, it sounds like tuning things out, not paying attention to your you know that wise inner guide. Do you remember feeling like something isn't right and? It's shutting it down oh yeah
1: so um for me i had the sense that something was not right for a long time um my my particular betrayal i'm referring to is with regard to my former marriage and uh, my children's father's relationship with their children with our children um but there were there were definite issues before that where the kids would tell me something and I, and he would say something else and I didn't know who to believe or what was right. And I, I didn't listen always to my inner wisdom or my inner guidance because my mind was totally in the way like, Oh my gosh, you have five children. You have to like keep this family together. You have to, you know, whatever. Um, And I think there were, there were definite experiences um, where either the kids told me things or, you know, we would, um, argue frequently about money because I earned all of it and he spent it, um, as a stay at home parent. And, you know, so the day the credit card bill would come in the mail was a good day just to kind of avoid each other instead of dealing with, um,
0: the issue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so many women and men I I speak with, it's, it's the same, it's such a similar story where they felt something wasn't right, but they just, they didn't listen to their gut. Like their gut was telling them something feels off. Something doesn't, doesn't feel right. But it wasn't in their realm of consciousness to even consider, you know, maybe asking, Hey, what's going on here? Or, or just to find out the truth, maybe because underneath they knew something, you know, it was going to have, that was going to cause everything to unravel.
1: Absolutely. And in fact, I've seen a study recently that that. They've asked divorced people, how soon did you know something was off in the relationship? And most of them say within two weeks. Mm. They still chose to get married anyway. Wow. <laughs> but, but that that inner wisdom, that knowing was there early on.
0: Um, and yeah. And and it, it's amazing. In my study, this the first stage, and this is no judgment, no blame, but this was with every single participant in my study, I talk about how there are, let's say, four legs of a table, you know, and and if you were to to only have two legs on, you know, of that table strength and the table will be wobbly and unstable. And that's how we walk around. And those two legs that we focus on are mental and physical. And we really neglect the emotional and the spiritual. And it's we shut it down almost to make it easier so we can get through our day so we can get things done. But that's where That's where all that intuition is. So then what, yeah. So then what happened? So finally there was the breakdown. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there had been things, things building for a long time with regard to honesty, with regard to spending and that sort of thing. But on, uh, it was a February morning, a cold morning, um, almost six years ago, my then seven-year-old daughter burst into my bedroom. I was sleeping. She was hysterical. She jumped and was clutching me as he chased her up the stairs, you know, kind of bellowing and whatnot. And, um, she was adamant that he had hurt her and that this was not going to happen again. And I was so amazed by this seven-year-old girl standing in my bedroom who was willing to stand in her truth. She was, she was, I mean, she was amazing. She's like my hero, my role model, because she was better at it at seven than I was at 40, you know, saying um, he always lies when he doesn't want to get in trouble. This will not happen again. Wow. And um, I removed him from the house that day. So and you
0: believed your daughter?
1: I did. I did. Um, but I think that I had never seen anything prior to that. I had, He'd never done anything to them in front of me, but I had heard rumblings, but I had never seen anything. I'd ask him, and I would get the, you know, who are you going to believe this little kid over the man you've been married to for 20 years or whatever. Um, and so my mind doubted myself. But on that day, it was the fact that she was so solid standing in her power that really inspired me to do the same thing. What a warrior.
0: It so, was amazing. Yeah. So what happened after that?
1: So um, he he moved out and did a lot of counseling um, and I ended up filing for divorce a little over a year later. There hadn't been a lot of progress in the early stages. That's now almost six years ago. And so um, he's made progress since then. And just in the last um, few months is starting to take the kids overnight and um, that sort of thing. So they're rebuilding their relationship with him, but the really beautiful gift in it for our whole family, because they're, um, her five children was this really instilled in me a desire to study trauma and so having the medical background that was like the traditional medical thing but I really dove into trauma because I wanted my children to be healthy and well I wanted them to be whole I wanted to be whole I wanted my ex-husband to be whole and so that study of of trauma and the limbic system and how things land in the body led me on this amazing path of exploring alternative medicine, you know, Eastern philosophy, transformative coaching, all of these things that brought me to this really beautiful place where I am today. And
0: and, and I would love to know about that. I would love to know. So you go from this experience and, and did, did you, in the beginning, did you feel like a victim Were you, did you have any physical, mental, emotional symptoms and, and the, the doctor in you, you know, how did you, how did you handle that? And, and where did the alternative information come in and where did you make that switch?
1: Yeah. In the beginning, you know, it was, it was really hard because here, here I was this, this woman who, you know, was, with working as a doctor, I have three board certifications. I was supporting a family of seven. He had not been um, working for a long time and I was used to being superwoman and painting this picture of this very perfect life, um, to the outside world. And so when this happened on a Tuesday morning, I actually had an appointment with a therapist shortly after that, um, And she was like, you need to take the rest of the week off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't (laughs) take days off work. I literally had worked in the past with 104 fever and wore a mask. So I wouldn't get patients sick. Like I did not take care of myself at all. Like, what do you mean I have to take off work? Well, so I, I mean, obviously it was my choice, but I I did take off work to get my house in order to be there for my kids after school, to be the one to tell them all of that kind of thing. And I was like, you know, you know the the whole house of cards just crumbled because the outside world knew my perfect little life had blown up, mm-hmm. and everyone at work knew I wasn't there. My family, you know, knew what was going on. The, the friends and whatnot, and so um, it was really hard not to feel like a like a victim. All of a sudden, I was single parenting five kids by myself. Wow. Um, no help, trying to work full-time, not having any financial support. Like I had to work because I had to feed them, Um, but I didn't have support systems and help. And because I had insisted on being superwoman for all those years, no one knew that I needed any help. No and work. that,
0: Yeah. See, that's the big trap with the whole superwoman thing. It's like, well, we can do it. We've got it all. We don't ask for help. We need it desperately. But you know, there's something so interesting that you said where it's, it's like the whole house of cards came tumbling down. And what I see in my work, and, and you can speak to this too, when it comes to transformation, there's got to be this complete breakdown Of everything you've known, life as you've known it, sort of the the death of the life you've known and who you've been in order for this new version of you to emerge. Yeah. So tell me about that. What happened?
1: Yeah. So, so I, I really surrendered, uh, not as in a white flag giving up kind of way, but as a, I can't hold together this image. This has fallen apart. I need to, I need to start from scratch. I need to start over and rebuild what it is I want. And so I got my kids going, uh, working with therapists that specialized in trauma therapy. They did EMDR. Um, I started reading books about brain spotting. I started studying Bessel van der Kolk's work mm. and learning about the belly brain. And And what I started to figure out as I was exploring all this, I started um, exploring, I'm certified in color puncture, which is uh, kind of based on Eastern philosophy even though it was developed in Germany. But what I started to figure out was there were all of these things that I was seeing in the the traditional doctor space that were also not being addressed because the, Like what? For example, fatigue. And this Mm -hmm. is one of the things I've written a book on. I mean, I can't tell you how many 40 something year old women came into my office absolutely exhausted Mm and we're not talking about being like a little bit sleepy. We're talking about being so freaking exhausted that they couldn't enjoy the fun things in their life. They couldn't enjoy spending time with their family. They couldn't enjoy the exercise classes they liked or hanging out with friends because they were exhausted and all they could think about is when they can, you know, lay down and go to bed. And from a doctor's standpoint, you know, you check their thyroid, you make sure they're not anemic, you check their vitamin D level. They don't have any symptoms of sleep apnea. And then you're like, I don't know. Sleep more. Mm. Like there's, there's nothing that the doctor, um, medical, Western medical science has to offer in that regard.
0: And how do, how do doctors look at, let's say, adrenal fatigue, adrenal dysfunction, all of that?
1: Yeah, there's, there's not, um, in the Western medicine world, there's not really any credence placed in any of that. Mm.
0: So then here, you know, you're just exhausted and, and doing this whole super, super mom, wonder woman thing. And you just need support. You need a little bit of help. You're realizing that Western medicine isn't quite doing it for you. Did you find a, a lot of, uh, the things that you were trying as far as Eastern philosophies really working and, and yes. helping to heal? Like, like what? How did yeah. it help heal?
1: The, um, so the color puncture, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm but really
0: not. I'd love you to share that with everybody what is that? It's
1: it's awesome. It's, uh, I refer to it as like acupuncture, um, on steroids, but without needles. Mm. So it's different colored lights that you put on the acupoints in particular orders or pattern sequences for different things. So I actually ended up doing, um, a whole practitioner level training predominantly to help my own family because it, it was wonderful. You know, if, if, um, I don't know if I had to meet with an attorney and anxiety kicked up or something, I could immediately settle it like 15 seconds. It's gone. Or, um, you know, if I was exhausted, that would help if, if I was starting to get sick, get a cold or something, there were treatments for that. There were treatments for migraines and insomnia and pretty much you name it. There were treatments for everything. So I started doing that on myself and, on my children. But the thing that was so great about it was it forced me to become aware and attuned to my own body. Because as a doctor, I had, where you had talked about the the four-legged table, Mm -hmm. I I was really only using one leg. I -hmm. was really only using the mental because doctors don't really pay attention to their bodies at all. There's no time to eat. There's, there's no time to go to the bathroom during the day. Um, I mean, I consciously drank very little water, so I would not have to go to the bathroom because there's no, there's no time in the, yeah. the way a doctor's schedule works. And so I had really established this pattern of ignoring myself, um, ignoring my body. But when I started doing these treatments, it was really a great way for me to attune to my body. What am I feeling right now? Oh, I'm feeling butterflies in my stomach. I wonder what those are about.
0: Um, and and that, how did you notice? yeah, w- w- tell me some of the treatments where you noticed where well, I did this and I really feel better or I feel different or I, I don't feel as tired or as whatever.
1: Yeah, there were treatments on uh, treating the lymphatic system to to drain and we t- our lymph buffer tends to get overloaded under periods of extreme stress or uh, that sort of thing. And so my energy level would improve significantly after that or I could have really a, um, Mm, sort of upset stomach, not necessarily nausea, but just that like stomach abdominal unrest and treat that and it would be gone. Um, There were numerous times where I had like influenza or a cold or something come up. There was, there was once, my son had a huge gymnastics meet and he had a lead in a play and he and I both started getting influenza the morning of opening night and I treated us and it went away and I had to treat us again 36 hours later when it started coming back. But then it, it stayed away. Mm-hmm. And so and, it and this was
0: the treatment with that color? The, the, yeah. The color. Wow.
1: Yeah. So that really kind of started things off for me. And it's not, um, I, think, I think the thing is, it's, it's not a mindless, like, oh, I don't want to be sick. So I'm just going to get rid of the symptoms kind of thing. It's more a having to attune what's going on, what overloaded my system in the first place. Mm -hmm. that allowed me to get sick, or what overloaded my system that made me feel run down. And when I consciously attune to that, and I add the light, it almost always goes away for me.
0: Wow. So now here you are, you're learning these new therapies, you're, you're trying them out on you and the kids, everything's working. How did you then look at your experience? Did you start to look at it a little bit differently? I absolutely
1: started to look at it differently. And I, one of the things that I realized, and it was the part that was, um, that was so hard was as I started to, to realize that I could be a a victor in a situation, not a victim. Um, there were, there were ways that I, I realized the way that I needed to do that was by acknowledging my own self-betrayal and really being self-responsible and seeing where I had not been um, true to myself before. And that made me start changing things in my in my then current life as well. One crazy example, this one always sounds um, really bizarre, but I, I learned over time that specific physical symptoms meant specific things. For example, um, tightness and pain in my left neck meant my fear of not being good enough was active. Mm. And as soon as I looked into it and I saw where that was active in my external world and I addressed it, it would go away. Um, But I, I would get similar symptoms um, or messages. I I always think now symptoms are messages from the body. I had um, never had trouble with acne my whole life. When I was going through my divorce, I had horrible acne on my back, like very, very painful, big lesions that would take like four to six months to go away. I tried for a year and a half to get rid of it. No luck at all. Then I talked to an Eastern medicine person and she said, you know, matters of the skin usually are that your
0: boundaries are being violated.
1: Mm. And as soon as I. Oh, that's so interesting.
0: That, Think about that. Your skin is the boundary to, to you. <laughs> yes.
1: Wow. So as soon as I looked at that and I thought, where are my boundaries being violated and how am I allowing that to happen? Like, or how am I inviting that to happen really? Right. Because I am responsible for my own boundaries. As soon as I figured it out, everything was gone in four days. These were big, huge things that were taking like four months to go away, gone in four days. And it came back twice, but, uh, you know, for like a day or two. And I would think, gosh, where are my boundaries being violated and how am I allowing that to happen? And as soon as I locked onto it, it was gone.
0: That's amazing. And it really shows how how intricately connected the mind and body are. And it's almost as if here is this message, like you said, you're, you're receiving these messages and, and when you hear it and validate it and understand it, it goes away. Yes. Yes. As soon as you've got the message, it's, it's gone. Right. It doesn't need to keep tapping you on the shoulder. So what did all of this teach you and what did it lead to? Yeah. So, you
1: know, following that, I did some energetic work and transformative coaching as well. And I, I found that I was really struggling in my medical practice, even though I loved caring for my patients. I loved being the medical director and supervising doctors and whatnot. I was really struggling with the duality of being in both worlds, sitting in an academic medical center where I needed to treat things from the standard medical standpoint. But knowing this poor exhausted woman who I'm sending out the door without having help, I could do things for, but I can't because of the agreement that, that I had with them, they, they knew I was doing this on the side, but I couldn't mention it to patients was the uh, agreement oh, wow. we had made. So,
0: and, and you know what I imagined right there, you feel almost as if you're betraying your patient because yeah. you know how to help them heal. Absolutely. And, and that, that duality, that,
1: that was really out of integrity for me to, or to know, you know, that, that this is, um, a limiting belief issue or a fear of uh, whatever issue. I have a lot of um, intuitive guidance as well, but to know what's going on with someone and not be able to help them um, was really, really challenging for me. So I decided earlier this year to strike out on my own. Um, I've published books on freeing yourself from symptoms, uh, fatigue, insomnia, stress, anxiety, overwhelm, that sort of thing. I've created a training program for coaches, I'm doing a lot of aligning with your why work, because I think that, um, the, the breakdown, whether that's from betrayal or otherwise is necessary for a breakthrough. And I think oftentimes it brings us closer to our why, our calling, our mm-hmm. destiny and what we're supposed to be here doing.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it, it sounds like you, it sounds like your breakthrough happened because of your betrayal. Yeah, it did. For sure. Yeah. And do you have clients, patients coming in now to see you and, and a lot of their challenges are stemming from, let's say an unhealed betrayal?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that, um, pretty much all symptoms are a result of trauma of some sort and trauma in general is going to be a a betrayal, whether it's of a parent, a significant other, a best friend, a teacher, um. Even just a betrayal of their environment, if something's happened, you know, an assault say, um, by someone they don't know, it's, it's all based on trauma. I think right. that's absolutely
0: correct. Can you, and you, you mentioned EMDR, and I just want to make sure for, for uh, everybody listening, they understand what that is. Can you just give us a, a, an example of what EMDR is? Just explain it a little bit.
1: Yeah, so EMDR is a, a wonderful process that stimulates both sides of the brain, the left and the right Either through um, sound, through eye movement, or through physical contact, like um, tapping on on both sides. And what we find uh, is that, you know, most of the skills that people learn to to cope with or, or control anxiety are things that their cognitive brain, their thinking, rational, logical part of the brain, has learned. But the trouble is when we're triggered. And I always define a trigger as when we're thrown into a place of reaction instead of choosing how to consciously respond we're we're reacting an old neural pathway is triggered the the neocortex the prefrontal cortex the thinking part of the brain is completely offline and the limbic system is triggered so we have no access to those tools that we have in our toolbox so the nice thing with with emdr or brain spotting which is similar is by activating both sides of the brain, we can reprocess the the memory through both sides. So it's affecting the the limbic system response as well, um, and get really great resolution mm. fast.
0: Yeah. And what would you recommend to someone who's struggling
1: with regard to what with, in they're just
0: they're in some kind of trauma, whether it's from betrayal or just some some kind of crisis? What would you What would you suggest as a first step for them?
1: I think taking some time to really be be clear and settle into their own body, um, and and really asking what it is that they need gives them a great base to then reach out for support. Whether that is to a, a trained therapist, which if they are dealing with trauma or betrayal, is typically the best first step. Um, But even reaching out to friends and family for extra support and and getting through, you know, whether that's making meals or picking up kids or taking them one night a week so you can just have a night to yourself. Um, I think really checking in and, and the reason I say getting into your body is not so much because of body symptoms, but because it allows us to sort of quiet the mind and see what the rest of those legs of the table need. Because the mind is the one that's going to overpower things and say, oh, you can do this, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of thing. But being able to receive support in that moment is really important.
0: And it's so interesting because that's when we need it the most. And that's where we're the least likely when it comes to betrayal, because we feel ashamed or will be judged or pitied or whatever. So absolutely great advice. Anything you want to make sure we cover before we wrap up? I think that um,
1: I think that the thing that I would say, especially based on my own experience, it's really easy when we're in the throes of the betrayal to really feel um, like we've been victimized. And by no means am I blaming the victim um, ever. But I think that it, it's a really important choice to make at that point to either stay in a victim mindset where things are just happening to you and they're out of your control versus choosing empowerment. Because when we choose uh, empowerment and we choose to be responsible to ourselves and to not betray ourselves, not only do we not set ourselves up for similar situations in the future, we're not walking on eggshells and not saying the things that need to be said but we really have the opportunity to blossom into our truest selves. And so I think, I think that was something that was really hard for me to hear back then. Um, but it's probably the most important message that I got at the time. Yeah.
0: The most transformative and, and that's where our freedom lies and that's where our power lies for sure. How do we learn more about you? Where do we go?
1: Uh, Melissa called md.com. And I think I gave you the link to a clarity guide that I have out as well, which I always think is great at this time of year as we're looking, you know, to the new year and and what we want to create in our own lives
0: um, to get clear about where we're headed and next steps. Absolutely. And everything will be in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for joining us and you gave us some great insight and inspiration for those who are struggling and where to go next. So thank you so much.
1: Uh, Thank you so much, Debbie.
0: I just want to thank Dr. Melissa for being on the podcast today. She's been so kind in giving you her clarity guide, which you can find at freyourself.melissacultmd.com forward slash clarity-guide. Don't worry. Head over to the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast, and I'll have the link for you there. Here's my biggest takeaway. Although it's hard, sometimes you need to walk away to stay in integrity. When you do, there's a sense of empowerment, pride, and self-love that you'll feel knowing that you're being true to who you are. So did you enjoy this podcast? Please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And who knows, maybe I'll give you a shout out and let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.